Welcome in to another episode of the Fast Break Podcast. I am Bryson Wright, and I am here with Chris Clark and Grant Mitchell. How you doing, guys? I'm great. You know, I'm just uh, soaking up all this great basketball knowledge in front of me. Excited to hear your uh, picks and how you finesse the system to select Ja Morant for all 12 of your spots for the all-star voting and uh Bryson? Yeah. no man dude if i could i would <laughs> I, I would start john moran in every position if i could one through five imagine but if you had five john morans <laughs> my goodness that would, that would be an team. interesting team yeah i mean especially when you see that that the block he had against the lakers a couple weeks ago oh, the, the two-hander yeah the two-hander <laughs> block off the backboard i was like dude you're not scoring on that it's just the warm-ups too watching him go up and then he keeps going Going, going, going. It gets better every time you see it, honestly. It does. Very true. But yeah, it's it's been a couple weeks since we did one of these. So, you know, the standings have actually changed quite a bit since the last time we did one. So uh the Chicago Bulls are now first in the East, which that's a team that I think at the beginning we all said thought could be in the top four, but Mm -hmm. was probably gonna be like five. Mm -hmm. And I mean, looking at the East now, there's nothing that shows me that they couldn't stay at the first seed because it's like one through six are only separated by two and a half games. So it's like any of these teams in the top six could realistically end up being in the top four pretty soon. Yeah, plus uh with Chicago the thing to keep in mind, they're on a four game losing streak right now, but this is something that just doesn't happen to this team this season. They've been really solid and consistent all year long. And, uh, I mean, they're going to get out of this losing streak here very soon. And I, I, I honestly, just from the first 10 games of the season when they came out strong and they kept going, uh, I don't see why they're not going to finish as number one in the East, especially, again, with the consistency that they've had. And just, I mean, DeMar DeRozan, he, I, I see him on YouTube shorts every other day. You know, there's, yep. he's saucing people. And, and just the team in general is, is deep and strong. And uh, I, Chicago's back. Chicago is back. They are a fun team to watch again. Like, like Chicago hadn't been this good in quite a long time, uh, going back to, I guess, D. Rose, right? Um, mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's just, man, this this team, just what they were able to do in the offseason, putting all those pieces together. And you, you mentioned getting off to the quick start, um, and that's amazing. I, I'm just very interested to see how they finish because, you know, we've seen a lot of teams get out the gate real quick, real early, look very good look like contenders, and then things, we get closer to all-star break, you get closer to playoffs, things start kind of falling apart, and they're not able to keep that will together. So um, I, I'm not saying that's what's, what's going to happen with the Bulls, but we've seen it. So I'm, I'm very mm-hmm. curious to see how they finish this season. Yeah, no, and I feel like after the all-star break is when all the teams really start to put their foot on the gas a little bit more and because that's when you're really starting to get towards the playoffs and you're really fighting for seeding a lot more so we'll see what happens going forward but I mean so far I know uh Zach Levine had a little bit of an injury scare he's not playing right now but it's nothing major he's going to come back that's part of the reason for the losing streak obviously and then I think Lonzo missed a couple games as well so it's, it's one of those things where you know everybody's missed some time this year with like whether it's COVID protocols or injuries but I think that once they get all their guys back together, like this team is going to be really scary, and this is going to be a tough out in the playoffs. One of those teams where even though, you know, you probably have a little bit more faith in a team like Milwaukee who just won it last year or even Brooklyn uh, if they get all their guys back uh, and Kyrie can play on the road, you know, that would change a lot. But this is still a team that nobody wants to play in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, and again, like you said, uh, Levine's a little banged up right now, but there are always injuries that are attributed with a 82-game season. And, uh, and again, since it's not a major injury, the man will be back and he's averaging 24.9 a game. You couple that with DeMar, 25-6. 
and of course uh, Vecevic, sixteen one, and and I mean just they they're they're covered on all bases, and of course you're, you got you got two great point guards in Lonzo and Kobe uh, split in time, and of course there's Alex Caruso coming off the bench and just filling up stat sheets. I mean this team, regardless of injuries or whatever kind of funk there may be, they've got the talent and the players to snap out of it. Like even if they don't finish number one, it's not something that I foresee carrying to the playoffs because you could look at a number of other teams. Lakers, for instance, all season long, uh, who are extremely dependent on their star players. And if those guys go down, they're done. With the Bulls, it's it looks like a next man up mentality. You know, it seems like the years of of really struggling uh, to find consistent wins and success during the regular season, and, and even in it, it past the regular season of the postseason since the D Rose era, um, they've built up resilience. And I think this team is just tired of being down. This is the team that won six championships with Jordan. This is the team that defined an entire decade of basketball and inspired a whole generation of kids and continues to do so. So I think right now what they've got is a group that regardless of what happens over the stretch of the season, they're making it past the first round and I think they're running deep. Yeah, no, I I think that they should definitely win a first round playoff series at least. It'll all be based on the matchups to see how far they go after that. Uh, Because I mean, I mean, looking at this, and this this is another team that I've been looking at is like they could end up playing a team like the Cavs in the second round. And I'm not saying that the Cavs are better than the Bulls, but that's another team that's really scary. And they've really surprised me so far this season. Yeah, I think looking at the standings, you know, you just mentioned it, how the first six, the top six seeds in the East are only separated by two and a half games. That means there can be so much movement in between now and come April when we get to the start of the playoffs. The Cavs, while they have been a very exciting and and very uh, fun team to watch and also just kind of been very shocking as well to see, uh, you know, they could end up falling down to like a six or seven seed, and it's no disrespect to them. It's just, you you know, eventually I think we'll see some of the creams rise to the top, right, Milwaukee and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very likely the Cavs could move down that low and end up playing Chicago in the first round. That's not a matchup the Bulls want uh, right off the bat, to be honest. And, of course, Washington climbing to the top, too. You forgot to list them. You said Milwaukee, but not – not, uh, not not the Wizards, dude. It's not the yeah, it's not the first not two it's not the first two and a half weeks of the season anymore, Grant. We got <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We got Kyle Kuzma playing some really good basketball. Oh no, right hey, now. Uh, Kyle Kuzma yeah. is playing some good basketball. Some I will basketball. give you that. Yeah, he, he well, may, I, yeah. He, he may have some suspect outfits, but uh, he's, he's been playing great. That sweater. I don't even want to talk. That sweater about was what amazing. What on earth? <laughs> it's amazing. No, it was amazing for meme content. But I mean, yes. oh my gosh, there was someone, uh, some YouTuber or Instagram person that for every like the uh, sweater image got, he he photoshopped the sweater a little bit bigger. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. yeah you might have talked about it actually, actually, Bryson. And like two days later, I th- I think you did talk about it. And like yeah. two days later, it was like covering the Empire State Building or Cause, something. Because that guy did the same thing with Lincoln Riley when he left Oklahoma for USC. Oh. Same thing. Like every time someone retweeted it, he made like him he made him fatter or something <laughs> to the point that he was just gargantuan. Oh man, no, but, yeah, that's yes. that's amazing. I don't know, but I, I'm sorry if I slandered the Wizards a little bit, but it seems like. The first two weeks of the season were a little. Fluky. We're still hanging in there. They're hanging in there, though. We're still they're hanging, hanging in, in there. They're at an eight yeah. seed right now. You I know? mean, yeah, like, they're hanging in there. We're like that picture of the kitten that's like holding on to like a cloth <laughs> and say like, just hang in there. That's that's us right now. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, <laughs> and it's it's going to be tough looking at like kind of the back half of the East is like really interesting. I think the Eastern Conference just in general is super interesting right now is because it's looking at it and you have like. You know, a team like Atlanta that a lot of people were saying were going to take 
you know, the next step this season, <laughs> right? No, no, I, I was one of those people too. Like, uh, I mean, if you look at it, they went to the conference finals. You assume that you go to the conference finals, they're going to come back and play better than next year. And made the a series year. out of it too. It yeah. wasn't like it was a sweep for Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, they almost won. They almost, right. Like, it went to six games. They broke New York. The entire city of New York was turned oh, upside those, down in those, one series. Those poor Knicks, they were playing so well, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, and this is what I'm saying, is like halfway through the season, this is what I will say. If you told me at the beginning of the season that at this point in the year, the Atlanta Hawks would be four games out of being in a play-in spot, not playoffs, but just, just to make the play-in, they're four games behind uh, where Boston is right now, I would have been like, that doesn't even make any sense. I would think Trey Young got hurt. At some yeah, point. something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's and like they just haven't been playing great. It's like they don't they don't play defense well. You well, know, I think that's yeah. that's a problem. This is one of the risks you run when you have a really young but talented group. You know, um, there there's a huge upside with running a team like this, but at the same time, all this draft capital that you've cultivated into high draft picks and guys who could really blossom into superstars. Uh, you're going to have a lot of holes early on. Last season, you know, we saw uh, how high that ceiling can be that early, and right now we're seeing we're seeing that uh, that floor. We're seeing we're seeing that bo- I don't want to say bottom of the barrel, um, but they're really not at all where they should be, like you guys were saying. And I mean, I think next season's going to be a make or break for this roster uh, because they again they have a lot of great trade capital right now and those young guys that they can just send off, get first round here, role player here, so on and so forth, and build up a solid team. But right now, I mean. You go the rest of the season, see what happens, and then start next year. And if things aren't better by then and you're not a real, I would say, fringe contender team, then you you gut a lot of those young guys. Obviously, keep Trey Young, keep John Collins, and then everybody else so I think is up for grabs. That was the thing I was going to mention. Yeah. John Collins just signed that contract before the season, man, to stay in Atlanta. Had numerous suitors that were he's after godly. him. He's godly. He's godly. I, 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 he's, I, he's one of my favorite big men. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I know for you know for my guys, man, they were like that was the number one free agent that they were going after in the offseason. Not just because we need big men, but because of what he can bring to your team. I mean, team. you don't just need big men. Hold on. Let's go through the checklist here. Let me just open up my – I'm uh-huh. kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we hey, need a lot of things. Hey, so, yeah, Murray. Wrong. DeJounte uh, Murray, though. I mean, hey. Uh, yeah, I know. Should, <laughs> should be, could be all-star, won't be, probably. No, okay. I was I was looking at that because I know we're going to get into the all-star picks a little bit later. And, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be like a starter or anything, obviously. No. But I wouldn't be surprised if he sneaks into a reserve spot because he's, he's been having a really good year. I think he's averaging like 19, 8, and 8 right now. And it's like That's there's, there's not many people that can do that. And he plays really good defense. So I would yeah. not be mad if he slips into a reserve spot no, yeah, for absolutely. the All-Star game for sure. Absolutely. I, he, he's 100% fringe right now. Uh, obviously, he didn't get a lot of help with the fan voting. But yeah. you know, I'm not even going to go on – my rant about how I feel about fan voting. When it's it comes. ridiculous. It is It it's, is the stupidest thing the NBA yeah. still does to this day. But nevertheless, it, it is what it is. It's unfor- It's still around. Um, and the Spurs players have, have, have always gotten gypped. They, they, people didn't even vote for Tim Duncan back in the day. I mean, if Tim wasn't an all-star, who, who was? Who is it? Uh, I, <laughs> I think he wore like number 23, 4, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think he won like five championships, something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but give or take. Yeah. They okay. <laughs> I will say the NBA has fixed the fan voting a little bit because they've made it less important. You know what I mean? Was it like fifty fifty percent of the actual vote now? I think uh, some. I think I don't know. I, I don't know what it is exactly, but I know they 
brought it down from what it was at least. Yeah. Because I think it's like it's partly fans and it's partly media. It's partly coaches. So it's like if you're a guy that doesn't get a lot of fan voting, yeah. that's only a portion of the conversation. Well, it's just such BS because, I mean, think back to – I don't know if they were doing this back then, but early 2000s were they doing fan voting? Uh, yeah, fan okay. voting's been around. Jason for a while. Terry got screwed out of several All Stars because he was he was he was just dropping dimes his his first couple of years. I mean, he was amazing. Jason Terry was a huge scorer, just a monster. I should have had two or three All Stars, well, um, and then also Andre Iguodala. He should have yeah. two more All Stars at least to his career than what he has. I mean, I don't know. Fan voting is extremely frustrating, and also with uh, Deonta Murray, um, you know, if Devin Booker took him that long to make an All Star. And and Spurs, I'm not saying are as bad as the Suns were, um, but Devin Booker was a more prolific player. I think you're yeah. going to have to wait longer to see him as an All Star. Unfortunately, I, I no, think it, you will. It is. It, it yeah. is. It's unfortunate, but the key for us is he's playing very, very well. As, oh yeah. As, Ty, as Bryson just yeah. mentioned there, uh, he has been he's been fantastic. So um, I hope he does slide in and get a spot. He he does deserve it. Honestly, though, I think he's a typical Spur where he just doesn't care uh, if he makes it cool. I don't think he's that concerned about it, to be honest, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that kind of we can kind of go into our conversation a little bit more about the Western Conference too. looking at this because, you know, the Spurs, you know, they're in kind of the play in race at this point. But if you look at the, the big difference between the East and the West that I see is that in the East, all of the top six teams are like really close together. Yes, but in the West, there's like a distinct like drop off, you know, and it's right after the four seed. There's a four game difference between four and five so there's a bigger difference in the west between four and five than there is between one and six in the east <laughs> honestly go up to all the way to 10 in the east you have five and a half games of a difference between boston at number 10 and chicago at number one that that's just five and a half games that's the difference between the four seed in the west to the one seed like that's that's two and a half times as much so that just shows yeah. you like how how top heavy but how dominant the West is right now, especially with Phoenix and Golden State, who are just running the league uh, right now. Absolutely killing it. Yeah, I mean, l- looking at it right now, I would say the Suns half, like, are probably the favorites just because they went last year. I, I mean, the Warriors getting Clay back, and then uh, I know that Draymond got hurt and he's missed a couple games. They're kind of on a slide. But you expect that once they get Draymond back and Clay, you know, continues to get better, he just had his first 20-point game last night coming back. So it's like once Clay really starts to get back to where he was, like that's a, that's a team nobody wants to play. That's a team that can definitely win the championship. So, uh, yeah, of course, those I think those two teams everybody kind of expected to be be pretty good coming into this season so that's not a super surprise team but you know the team I have to talk about as the team that has surprised a lot of people including myself I'll I'll say that because I remember I came on here on our first show our, our first podcast and I said that my goal for the Grizzly season was to not be in the play-in game and to get the sixth seed and now it is like the fact that they're right now sitting at the three seed halfway through the season, it's just insane. It's like they're so far ahead of schedule. I think that's the big thing. Well, we had a conversation, too, at the beginning of this podcast, um, or at least off air we did. Uh, I, I felt like that this Memphis Grizzlies team, and I'm, I'm, I was echoing your opinions, I'm sure, as well, but uh, is, is the next up for mm-hmm. being a dynasty. You know, maybe, you know, other teams will win the championships, you know, this year, next year, maybe even the year after that. But the next team to be a, a dynasty 
a real bona fide dynasty winning chips left and right for a for a three to five year period or at least going to the finals memphis grizzlies that's that's a team i don't think that's off at all i think yeah. that's pretty spot on yeah. man. i mean you look at phoenix once you know chris paul uh you know yeah. ends up leaving whether retirement or just maybe he wants to last run with someone else i don't know if that'll happen i thought he's gonna go to the lakers this offseason i was really I surprised when he came back i didn't think that was honestly yeah. gonna happen I, yeah, I knew it was a possibility but I, banana really, boat. I really didn't see the it. banana boat he would have fit in with all those other old players that yeah. have on the but, roster but yeah. look i mean how smart is chris paul for not going to the, the lakers aarp though? discount multiplier <laughs> would have been through the roof you know the banana boat would have been cool given the fact that the lakers do wear yellow gold but you know yeah. nevertheless it, it, it's smart on his part he did not um but i mean yeah look at everybody else though i mean you know golden state's going to be a, a contender for a while you no know, utah utah's got a great thing going right now but i could totally see them um not completely blowing things up, but if they don't win this year or next year, or at least yeah. get to the finals, they're gonna they're gonna move on to a different. Oh, line their their oh, really? window is. I think their window is closing. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! It's closing. nothing against Spiders. Who said it's this? nothing against Golden. Yeah. You said, you this said at it. The beginning I'll of the year. You, I'll give you that. You okay. definitely said it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, Chris, no, that, that, <laughs> that look of pain. <laughs> hey, no, no. I'll, yeah, uh, Grant definitely yeah, said I'm it. No, right. and I think so. I was watching the game because they actually lost to the Lakers the other night. And it was yeah. one of those things where the Lakers were running a lineup where Stanley Johnson and LeBron James were playing power forward and center. Stanley right. Johnson, that's that's the guy from Holes, right? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> right. Hey, no. And the crazy thing is, is that Stanley Johnson has actually become one of the better. Like he got signed to a ten day contract, and I've seen a lot of Lakers fans that have been like, "Dude, like he is better than." Taylor Horton Tucker right now yeah and he's on a 10-day contract or he's better than Carmelo and Trevor Ariza have been right now yeah. and and they're like sign him for the rest of the season because he I think he had like 15 points in that game yeah. and he had one play at the end of the game where he took the ball straight at Rudy Gobert yeah right and but this is the big thing that I my problem with the jazz is that it seems like rudy will have a mismatch like no offense to like stanley johnson but if you're rudy gobert and stanley johnson is guarding you you know he's about six eight six nine you know you should be able to kind of yeah. you know body him get into paint or something but the jazz won't pass him the ball like he'll be open in the paint and they're just like it's like even the the jazz team sees him as just like a defensive player yeah and it's like Jordan Clarkson is out there. He's like, I'm getting my shots up. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like I don't care. I don't care if you have John Morant guarding you, Rudy Gobert. I don't yeah. care if you have Chris Paul. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm get, get my rebound. That's all I ask you to do. Yeah, literally. I I I think I would like to see him get the ball. Which I I've never been a, a fan of Rudy Gobert. Like really, because I've never really been a fan of the Jazz. Yeah. But when I see stuff like that, it does make me a little frustrated even for him. Yeah. Because it's one of those things It's like, dude, he could probably be averaging a lot more points than he is he if they would be. actually just throw him the ball when he has mismatches. I just think, I honestly, my career trajectory for him is, and I thought they were going to trade him this season. I was wrong on that. Um, but again, they were contenders earlier on. They're still, they still have a chance to turn around and really take the top of the West. They still have a chance. I don't, I don't see it, but they have, they, they have the opportunity to. It, you're right. Um, but Rudy Gobert, I see him going to a team like uh, on the name keeps bouncing in my head. I keep thinking he's going to get traded to Orlando for draft picks, maybe in the off season, something like that. I mean, I just, I, I really, um, I think uh, Donovan Mitchell is young enough um, and durable enough. Uh, and also just understanding the process that you're not going to win a championship immediately, that he is there for the long haul. He's like, you need to move some players to get some different assets so we can, you know, 
build, build this team into to a championship winner, do it. I'll be here. I'll, I'll keep putting in the work. And I think Rudy Gobert, I, I just don't see him in their long-term plans at all. I really don't. And, I mean, again, elite defender. Hall of Fame caliber defense right now, what he's provided for m- most of his career. But just they need they need a I think they need a three or four that has just got some mad scoring ability and can really do some big stuff. And I don't know what kind of superstar they'll add. I don't know a name that I can just throw out there and say, yeah, he'll be on the Jazz this time next season. But I, I think they need to do that if they really want to be taken seriously. I think they're a good team, but I, I really just have not been able to look at them as a championship contender this year. I look at them as, yeah, they could definitely make it past the first round, maybe even conference finals. No way NBA finals. I've never seen that for them this year. I, I felt the same last season. Looking at them, even though they were like the top seed and, and you know, were – really looking strong going into the playoffs or they were one of the top seeds if not but I, I just you just feel like there was that piece missing yeah right mm-hmm. like we, yeah. we know what we're going to get from spider we know what we're going to get from gobert because again very valuable defender the jazz would not be half as good if they didn't have him but there is still something missing on that team now you get ready to go bear you're not going to get a free agent in utah let's mm-hmm. just be honest nobody's coming to salt lake city yeah uh, but you know if they, if they can trade gobert get good draft picks Make some moves happen, but you've got to get yeah. a stud to come yeah. to Utah in terms of uh, trade-wise because you're not going to get it in free agency. No, no way. And um, and I just – I'm so sorry I have to do this. But, uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, um, they almost cast him in, into the Spider-Verse because uh, he's one of the Spider-Men, clearly, but he just – they didn't he didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Grant, you got yours in today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I felt I thought of it. And I was you just tell like, our, you tell our listeners sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I, I'll always accept a Spider-Man reference, though, so it's yeah. all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and then another team in the West that we do have to talk about a little bit. I know that we talk about them on a lot of shows, yeah. but the Lakers are just. <sighs> It's it's uh, okay. They did beat the Jazz. Russell Westbrook dunked on Rudy Gobert, which was that was sick. That was, was a pretty yeah, nasty. So much dunk. Gobert's like, defense. Like, yeah. oh. hey, he plays great defense. Now let's talk about this Russ dunk. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, okay. And I saw LeBron put out that tweet, and he was like apologizing to Laker Nation or whatever. But I would say, man, LeBron, you are like one of the few people that doesn't need to apologize. He's, he's, he's in my top three for MVP. Like, I'll be honest. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. We were coming to it later. But just like, he is my MVP. Like, I just, what he has been able to carry for that Lakers team with no knees, Anthony Davis, and all the other guys on the roster. Like, I love Anthony Davis. He just can't stay healthy. Whole career, start to finish, hasn't been able to. LeBron has missed games this season. But he is just grinding away. He is grinding away. I think he's the oldest player to have, what was it, back-to-back 35 or three, three in a row, 35-point game, something like yeah. that, some stat uh, like that. Uh, he, no, this, this is the crazy thing is that he had, uh, during that scoring stretch, yeah. he became like the oldest player to ever score that many points in a row, but he was also the youngest player to ever hit 36,000 points he's, in the same week. I mean, he's so goaded. He's so goaded. I know we're, I'm not, we're not going to have that debate. I know, but just like, oh my gosh, he is... He is he's the goat for me and just what he has done with this Lakers team. They should be so much worse. They I, should be so much worse. You're right. No, I see, and that's my thing too. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna choose my words carefully. I'm not gonna say LeBron has 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 carried them to where they're at. I I and to an extent, sure you can make that argument. I only don't use carry because they are still a five hundred team. 
Um, mm-hmm. And he's missed a lot of games. The Lakers have yeah. not been able to piece a lot of things together, which, yeah. uh, from my perspective, has been lovely to see. But I know from their perspective, <laughs> I you know the Lakers, man, like they they've got good pieces, but we all knew there was going to be problems coming in here. Yeah. We all knew the age was going to be mm-hmm. uh, a factor, and now you've got Magic Johnson chiming in with the team, and and you know Russ. You know, Russ doing his typical, well, I'm not going to respond to that. I'll just say this and give a response, but I'm not going to respond. You know, it it, kind of was – it was weird to see earlier in the week or or last week, whenever that was. Uh, So now the Lakers have got some some issues going on, I think, more internally than we probably think. But, um, you know, by all means, they're going to do what they can to still get to that playing game. Uh, The Lakers are one of those teams where you don't want to count them out. If they get to the playing game, you don't want to play them. It's like last year, right? Yeah, you, it's not a team you want to face, mm-hmm. especially if Anthony Davis is going to come back healthy. Yes, which I think that they've said that he is. You know, starting to work out. He's starting to get back on the court a little bit. But it's one of those things where you know the same thing happened last year, and you were like Anthony Davis got healthy, and then he got hurt again. So it's one of those things where ho- hopefully he can stay healthy. But just because I I don't know about Anthony Davis, I cannot say that you know the Lakers are gonna be able to turn it around without no. anthony davis no, no it's, it's impossible without him because every team's got at least or every team that's a contender or gonna be making a run to the postseason they've a got really deep and solid teams or b they've got two or more superstars that are there consistently and the lakers are neither no that, that's what i say when, when you look at phoenix you know i'll say they're one of those teams they're one of the deepest teams oh, if not the, the deepest, deepest team for sure the, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I would say it's between them and then Miami as well. Okay, oh, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah. Miami because you got to look at Miami. Miami is at twenty eight and sixteen right now, and Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler have both missed a lot of games, and that's one of those things. If you say that before the season come in, it's like they have guys like Max Struess and Omar Yurtsevin that came in. I was like, dude, I was like, I have never heard about these guys until this season, like, and they're ballers. But literally signed them off the street type deal. But where's my guy, where's where's my guy Cocaine Car? Where's he at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I just you know you look at Miami, and I know we were gonna get into like who who's our teams, who's our teams that we thought were gonna be uh, teams that have surprised us, and teams that we thought um, you know should be doing better. Mine certainly was Miami. Looking at it, as far as a team that's like wow. I mean, 28-16, you're right behind Chicago. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they've won five of their last six games. One of those wins was a 23-point win over Phoenix. Uh, it just, you know, they've been phenomenal, right? And, like, their last loss prior to that five out of six was to the Warriors, uh, and everybody understands the Warriors are starting to they're starting to get it going, right? They, the engine's yeah. really cranking. But, I mean, man, Miami is just, they're doing it right now. I don't know what it is, but they just have some good pieces working. These guys off the street, man, they obviously know how to ball. I don't know where Miami's finding them, but <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. man. Yeah, no, it's, that I would say that that's the big thing in terms of like I think that's why you see teams like Phoenix and Miami and even uh the Grizzlies being so high up in the rankings mm-hmm. is just because when you have a bunch of guys that kind of buy into like a culture. Yeah. And I would say the same thing about Golden State, you know, Golden State has like a culture where, you know, we're going to move the ball, you're going to get good shots. Yeah. You can throw guys that maybe aren't superstars into that and they'll thrive mm-hmm. if everybody will move the ball like that. So I I think that's a big thing and then it's like when you look at those teams too, they all play defense which is the big thing, and going back to the Lakers, I think that is the biggest problem with them, so they don't play defense. 
And it's like there's too many guys standing around. They're not giving 100% of their effort. Whereas when you look at teams like the Suns and mm-hmm. the Warriors and the Bulls and all the teams that are at the top, yeah. it's like they are giving 100% of their effort on every play on both ends of the court. And that just seems real counterintuitive of a LeBron, a, a team that has LeBron on it. Back yeah. in the day, right, we know about the terrible uh, cast he had with Cleveland. Uh, you know, we know about some of the issues he's had with some of his rosters back yeah. in the day. What did the, the guys at least played hard? Even yeah. if they yeah, couldn't definitely. score well, rebound yeah. well, they played hard. And yeah. we're not seeing that with this team. And he's he seems to be the only one that's consistently playing hard. Because, again, Anthony Davis is limited. He doesn't, you know, he can, he can only go so hard because he doesn't want to get, you know, injured. I mean, he's a great player, but he's only, it seems like he can only give, like, I'd say 90% at max right now, at least in the regular season at this point right now. Uh, but LeBron, I saw this clip of uh, uh, Dylan Brooks uh, get a dunk and then go, ah, and then LeBron's like laying on the court, you know, and the Lakers help him up and he's slow to get up. And then LeBron just rattles off these two uh, fadeaway shots, one over Brooks, the other, the other over somebody else, and he blocks one of the Grizzlies' shots. And it's just like, I mean, LeBron will never turn off that motor. If they're down by 50 and they put him out there, he's not just going to be standing there. I mean, his defense, granted, hasn't been as intense as it's been in years past with, you know, those championship runs with Cleveland when he went back there uh, or when he was in Miami. But, I mean, he's he's older, and, you know, he's got to take those those hits to the body uh, in, a, in a very calculated manner. But even then, he's still playing harder than these other guys in the team. And you just look at Mr. $40 million man, Russell Westbrook, and you say, okay, I know we've talked about this over and over again, and so have all these other basketball pundits but you don't have him you bring back caruso you can add two solid role players on your team and it's just like i mean come on it was it was a big mess up from the lakers it's a huge and, mess up and, and, and i think for the lebron thing he's starting to feel those hits a lot more now yeah. at, at mm-hmm. the age yeah he's at you're right he's never going to turn off that motor but as time goes on uh as the years progress that motor's not going to be cranking and working as efficiently as it, as it used to be mm-hmm. so he's always going to have that drive yeah i think what we're seeing now with LeBron is very much like a Tom Brady-esque uh, situation in the NFL where they are just somehow defeating Father Time. Now, Father yeah. Time will win in the end, of course. It's, yeah. it's natural. It's nature. But it's a, it's it's amazing to see, honestly. Yeah, like Father Time's definitely going to win, but they, he's on the ropes right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're not going right to yeah, yeah. actually. It's, it's getting kind of tough. Well, I think that's kind of a good segue into our all-star selections because it seems like Grant is definitely going to have LeBron James on it. You know, what this Grant? Is there another Grant? <laughs> oh, well, well, I mean, I guess like since since you've accurately guessed, you want do uh, you want me to just finish off that list? Or? Yeah, l- let's start with yeah, let's start with our four. West our West starters. Okay, West starters. So my five, I've got LeBron, I've got John Morant, I've got Devin, and this is no particular order of position. Uh, LeBron, John Morant. Devin Booker, Paul George, Nikola Jokic. Dude, where's Steph? Hey, he's a great six man, you know. No. <laughs> he will surprise oh, at ease. Oh, he will wow. surprise at ease. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Grant's coming with some fire right off the bat. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can agree with that. I'm not saying I'm not saying Devin Booker is better than Steph, but I like Devin Booker better. Okay. I, I do like I do I'm manipulating like this fan voting thing here. You know, this <laughs> is why there's a problem with fan voting. <laughs> Steph should be in over Devin, but I just I'd rather have Devin. So okay. This is the problem here. I'm I'm illustrating to all the listeners. This is the problem right here. <laughs> okay. I am the problem. Fan yeah. voting has always been a problem. Anyone out there listening knows this. Go back to any All Star voting that's happened in the since 2000. Fan voting has always been a problem. Yeah. So wait. So you said so LeBron Booker Jokic Ja Ja and who else? Who was your fifth one? PG 13. Oh, but he's he's out. 
Paul he's not going to be playing. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's not going to be playing though. That's well, the only stop thing. fans from. I mean, for I mean, you can still Paul, vote. For I mean, him. I remember Chris Paul made the All Stars one season where he was out for the whole year. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, giving. You know, what? I you know, I I reversed my oh he's out. I, I knew he's out. I just want to vote for Paul George. <laughs> I like Paul George. Well, yeah. Well, all the nicknames the, playoff P. Well, because you know, I guess well. I have, I have. Well, KD just got hurt too, and he's not. But he, but based on what has happened through the season, you could definitely say that he's Paul George. This season, yeah, right. Yeah, like KD and Paul George have both, you know, played this season and played pretty well. So I'm not mad with having Paul George yeah. on there. I just kind of, I don't know. I, I, yeah, overstep. That's a, well. I think he's in the forward category. So I, I guess. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I did. I'm not mad at Paul George just because I had a problem with my forward, my last forward or center spot. But the ones that I had locks as starters were uh, Ja, Curry as my guards, and then LeBron and Jokic. And then that last forward or center spot was kind of difficult for me. I went with Gobert just because. <sighs> just, okay, when he went out, like the Jazz are the four seed right now, and when he was out, they went one and five. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had he get it's like that is like the definition of being an all star. Like without you, like your like your team is horrible. But also, I'm okay. That's it's gonna my 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 comparison's not gonna it's gonna pale in comparison to how valuable Rudy Gobert is. But it's kind of like I don't know Clint Capella for those Rockets teams was pivotal because they've got all these shooters. They need a man that can rebound and just get those boards and be a tough defensive presence. Capella was that. You take him away, the team's going to struggle a lot more. You know, um, Obviously, Gobert is a lot more impactful, um, but I just think, like, I don't know. There's some other guys. No, there are. there's definitely some other guys. I thought about Draymond a little bit. Ugh, a little like, bit. I, I thought about yeah, him. Yeah. I thought about Carl Anthony He's Towns. Worth a mention. I yeah. want Big Cat on there, honestly. Yeah. You know what? I, I think Big Cat deserves that. I think he's he's definitely going to be an all-star, I think. Now, whether or not he's going to be a starter, I'm not sure. But yeah. I think Carl Anthony Towns should definitely be an he all-star. Be. And then I would also agree with, uh, you know, Maybe even a guy like Brandon Ingram, maybe making the conversation. But I don't think he should be on the. He should be coming off the bench in the All Stars. He yeah, deserves yeah. to be in it because I mean he's been putting up some really good numbers for a number of seasons now, and he should be in that uh, in that consideration for sure. No, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. You guys got some good honorable mentions there. Honestly, my my list is, is sort of I guess a combination of you guys. Um, I, I I am gonna have to say. Uh, John and Booker, honestly. I'm sorry, Curry. I want to say Booker so bad. I do like the kid. I love watching him. I like watching the Suns. But Seth has been lighting it up this season. And, you know, they've been with, you know, the, I guess the Warriors, I, I don't – prior to him, uh, uh, prior to uh, um, Clay coming back, not as good as Phoenix. And I think that kind of was more of a telltale on Steph. Now, they've been a great all-around team. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Steph has absolutely carried that load this year. Uh, so I absolutely have to go Jaw, no doubt. I mean, he has been phenomenal. The the two-handed snag against the Lakers. I mean, that's going to be one of the best plays we'll see all season. Scary. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, y- you know, and I think just just by virtue of carrying, quote-unquote, the Lakers, uh, I will throw LeBron there. I will give him his dues. He's had phenomenal games. He is worthy of being an all-star, and he's, he's a typical uh, fan favorite. Whether you love him or hate him, people like seeing him on the court. Yeah, you know, it's just what it is, and that's what the All Star Game uh, is has pretty much become it is a popularity contest. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> nevertheless, um, you know, I like having those guys on there, man. I think I think they're phenomenal players. Cat is worthy of a mention. Um, 
I'm not going to throw Cat in there, but he's worthy of a mention. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he got snubbed, though. I really wouldn't, because there's that season I, where, yeah. where Bradley Beal was dropping 30 a game and he didn't make the All Stars, and I was just like, th- and that was the same year where Booker was averaging almost 30 as well, and he didn't make it that year either. And I was just like, this is these are these are among the two biggest snubs I have had in my entire lifetime. This is just filthy. Yeah, it, definitely. I, this, you know, and, and it's happened so much too. Like that was—it's stupid. Like take the votes away from fans. We don't know what we're doing. No. Give us ten percent. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, maybe fifteen or twenty. You know, it's just so people are are, are motivated to vote. But like, come and on. I don't think there's an age limit either. If I it, they maybe they changed that, but I know at one point there was entirely no age limit. Meaning any twelve year old who's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I love LeBron. And they're gonna vote yeah. for. They're gonna vote for whoever their favorite players are. Right? It doesn't yeah. matter if they've played at all in the season. I so. get my whole extended family like at holiday gatherings. Be like, all right, guys, sit down. You need to do this right now. <laughs> Yeah. No. I, yeah. Because as of now, it's fifty percent fans, and then twenty five percent media, and twenty five percent I think players. It and should coaches. be fifty percent players and coaches. Oh, no, that's what I would say. Yeah. I would say it's, if it was fifty percent players and coaches, then like twenty five percent media, twenty five percent fans. Honestly, that's a really good. That's a really good balance. But yeah, and, and, I, I would like that. Or even if you yeah. just went straight up thirty three percent each, yeah. you know, because that then. Yeah. I think they just did it enough so that you don't end up with like Zaza Pachulia in the All Star game like yeah. that one year uh, that where he almost made yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. think that's why they ended up changing it a because little bit. Because of his home country, yeah, yeah, and a cheap and a cheap shot. <laughs> and and with that, uh, uh, those good suggestions there. Let's see if your Eastern Conference picks are as good as that. Uh, what, what, what do you got? Okay, in All the right. Eastern Conference. Well, just because it's weird, right? I think the first problem is that in the Eastern Conference. They're counting DeMar DeRozan as a guard, yeah, which is weird because he's really more like a small forward, power forward, yeah. I feel like. I guess he does handle the ball a lot, so I guess that's why he put him in there. He was strict ball handler with, with us, yeah. I think even with Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I understand he handles the ball a lot, so I understand. Yeah. But since he's he has to be a guard, like in the starting lineup, it's DeRozan, 100%, no mm-hmm. question. Bulls are the one seed. He's averaging like 26 a game. It's like, uh, yeah, come on now. I also have Trey Young yeah. as my other one. Yeah. Even though the Hawks haven't been good, he's been phenomenal. He's the only reason they're relevant still. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And like, and I think a couple of weeks ago he had a game where he had 56 points and 14 assists. Yeah. And wow. it's just like, dude, like, yeah, that's Scoring all, all and dishing on every single play pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Kevin Durant, which Kevin Durant, I don't think he's going to play in the All-Star game, but based on what he's done thus far this season, he's definitely going to be an All-Star starter, and he was – uh, one of the leading vote getters for fan votes as well, mm-hmm. uh, and then I've got Giannis. I mean, there's not even there's not even a question that Giannis is in the starting lineup. And then I have Joel. In oh, the, we almost had the exact same roster. Uh-huh. We almost right. had the exact same roster. Yeah, and I've got I've got Embiid at center. I'm interested to see who you have over Embiid at that last spot, though. Well, see, here's here's what I've got. Uh, I've got Ice Trey Young. I've got uh, Demar Derozan, KD, Giannis. And I've also got Jimmy Buckets out there. Oh, oh so Buckets. okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Because I, I mean, he is far and away the leader of that Heat team. I mean, they became uh, no one. I did. I never thought that. Oh yeah, they're going to go to a championship with Jimmy Butler. They're going to be a contender year in year out with him. Had no idea. And the fact that they've done this, I mean, he deserves that recognition. Because with the All Star voting, this is a part of the statistics, obviously. But then also, how is that team doing with that guy? How pivotal is he? And uh, you know, his stats are are very very good and All Star worthy. But you factor in all those other things, and he's a starter, bar, uh, hand down for me. 
Yeah, and just with the Sixers, their struggles, and also Joel missing a few games. Um, I, I mean, just, yeah. everybody's this. It's weird this year because everybody's missed games. That's the main thing. I don't know. I just feel like Embiid is so important to that Sixers team. Whereas, like, if you take like Jimmy Butler missed games, yeah, you know. And I mean, not saying that just because your team plays well when you're out means you're not an all star, right? But it's just like I feel like he is so like in integral to just everything that they do yeah. in Philadelphia and it's like if you take him off that team I don't know where they are right but, now but I think I think Jimmy Butler though is just indicative of a complete culture change in Miami I mean obviously Pat Riley yeah, was still true. there you know and Riley's never going to settle for a losing team but when when Jimmy got there I mean they just I mean they've they've been a whole different group I mean I just well, yeah well remember this is the uh 21-22 all-star you know, voting not the last three seasons All Star oh. voting as well. <laughs> you can't go back to the uh, he you, he took him to the finals in Hold the bubble. Hold your horses. Hold on. Now. <laughs> he's, they're, got, they're, he's got a chance this year. They're, they're he, about no, to. I, I think Jimmy Butler will be an All Star though. I don't know if he'll be a starter, but I think Probably he definitely. Reserve, he, yeah. yeah, I think he will yeah. be an All Star. Yeah. But some other guys that I did think about the, the main reason why I wanted Demar to be a forward is because I wanted Levine and DeRozan yeah. to both yeah. be able to start, but. You know, I, I don't know if you can really put Trey over Levine right now, or Levine over Trey right now, mm-hmm. even though no, the Bulls not. have been much better. So I would I see him, uh, you know, Harden. Mm-hmm. He, he He's probably going to be an all-star. He's back up to averaging 10 assists a game this year now, too. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you're in there. Uh, Darius Garland. Oh, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Darius for Garland. It. Dar- Darius Garland is definitely in the conversation. Uh, that Cavs team, they – they deserve to at least yeah. have one all-star based on the way they've been playing. I think they could possibly get two with Jared Allen as well. I don't know. He's more of a fringe kind of guy, but I think that Darius Garland definitely should be in that conversation too. He was certainly my honorable mention when it when it came to the the starters as well. Harden, of course, Levine, very, very honorable mention guys that uh, very well could be deserving of a starting spot. I don't think they're going to get mm-hmm. those. Um, I do side more with Bryson in your five. I had the exact same five. The only reason I did not pick, uh, I'm sorry, the only reason I did not go with Butler, and maybe it sounds like I'm being petty, but I'm going back to the Philly-Miami game just just a few weeks ago. Uh, Embiid had 32 points, and Jimmy Butler in 35 minutes had eight, shot one for 11. So by virtue of that and the head-to-head, I'm going to give it to Embiid. I mean, hey, I'm okay with that. You know, sometimes you can come down to head to head, but obviously since you're agreeing with me, I'm going to be okay with it. <laughs> we all make decisions sometimes. You know? <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. You know, for better or worse. All right. But yeah, no, all-star, all it's going to be interesting to see who actually gets it. I'm pretty sure that the voting ends this upcoming Saturday. So, I mean, obviously it's going to be great to see, uh, you know, especially for my team, the Grizzlies getting an all-star for the first time and like, Five or six years, you know, we haven't had anybody Who make was it. The last All Star, uh, Mark Gasol made it. Yeah, wow. and it was uh, Mark and Powell did the the jump the uh, tip off because they were brothers. I remember that, but uh, that, oh, that was yeah. pretty cool. That's yeah. right. That's right. So Man, it's I, been a while. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. It's like it's good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have another one, but kind of moving on from All Stars into our picks for the mid season awards. All right, I'm gonna start with. The most valuable player. Now, I would say that this year, the most valuable player award is definitely as wide open as it has been in yeah. years. Absolutely, yeah, I like, don't think it's concrete by any means. Oh yeah, and it's like, and and this like this 
at the midway point, usually it's like you have a clear front runner, I feel like. But it's like at the it was kind of Steph. Steph has kind of gone into a little bit of a slump. Then you have to, you know, include other guys. But if I'm going right now, I think my most valuable player is DeMar DeRozan. Oh. I'm wow. going with I'm going with like DeMar it. DeRozan. Uh he's averaging almost 26 a game. Uh plays amazing defense for that team. They're the first seed in the East. You know, he was an an incredible pickup. You saw him a couple weeks ago. He hits clutch shots. He hit two uh, game winners on back-to-back nights in different years. He yep. hit one on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And I was like, just stuff like that, that's awesome. I, I just, I just, I've always liked DeMar, and I feel like it's time for him to really get the recognition he's, he deserves. And I think that over the second half of the season, especially when they get, you know, Levine coming back, uh, Caruso's been in the protocols, he's coming back. When they get their full team back around him too, he's just going to keep playing as well he, as he has. So I'm going with DeMar. Uh, but like I said, there's a lot of guys in the conversation. I would include Giannis in the conversation. I would include Jokic. I would include LeBron. I would include John Morant mm-hmm. in the conversation. Yeah. And it's like, it, there's a lot of guys, so we'll see what happens. But I think that DeMar is going to take over the race going forward in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, that's... I honestly like that pick because I, when he got traded from Toronto, I liked him. I liked the Raptors. Um, I wasn't huge fans of but when that trade happened. I just felt sick to my stomach. I felt like he was one of the, one of the most dirty trades. I mean, for how much he gave that city, uh, how pivotal he was in Toronto, really becoming the Toronto that it went on to be. I mean, winning the championship the next year too. I think that's got to sting um, for him. And and also he hasn't been the All Star since he was up there. Uh, so I mean, this would be a really great story, and and I, I don't want to say I disagree with your pick because I, I honestly I think that's a that's a great choice. I think so too. Um, but just you know, part of my uh, LeBron diehard fandom, I have to say he's MVP this year because you look at his age, you look at his numbers, and just try and find somebody else that's done what he's done. You know, and yeah, the Lakers again, they've they've struggled. They are five hundred, um, but they would. They would be praying for 500 if he weren't on the team right now, or if he was out for an extended period, they'd be praying for 500. Um, so I think I just think LeBron is is the clear choice, just because without him they fall apart. And KD, I think he's absolutely worthy of consideration too, because somewhat similar circumstances in Brooklyn, but they're a lot more solid team. Uh, ja, of course, as well, um, Jokic too, uh, but John ja Morant, I, I think he's going to get his first MVP very, very soon. Um, I mean, if he blows up the second half of the season and he stays healthy the whole time, very easily could get the award this year. That would not be surprising at all. But I think, I mean, he's a guarantee for next year or the year after. So I think I think going completely off of that, I think the MVP is going to end up in the South this year. Mm. Um, you know, Bryson, you know, in, in, enjoy this. But I think Ja right, right now, to me, is. And I, I base it off of one thing. We went to the season – we knew what teams were going to be very good. We knew mm-hmm. some teams that were fringe yeah. and some teams that we knew were going to be bad. The Memphis is one of those teams that has surprised many people. I think many people expected them to be um, a fairly good team, mm-hmm. uh, maybe middle of the pack in terms of uh, seeding-wise by the end of the year. But to have them at the three seed right now, to have them right behind yeah. the Warriors and the Suns, who we knew were going to be dominant, that is that in itself is amazing. And to, to echo Grant there, if the second half of the season, I mean, he's averaging right now 24, 6, and 7. 
if if those numbers only improve and the Grizzlies are able to stay in the top four seed, I I think undoubtedly to me he's the MVP. Yeah, because I just didn't see Memphis being that good. Um, I will say, should Jaw not get it, this next person will probably not get it. I'll be honest, but I think they're worthy of being mentioned. And Bryson, I think you mentioned him as, as well, Trey Young, uh, because okay. Trey right now he has kept he's he's got very his stats right now are just they stick out to you. I saw a um, it was something the NBA put up on Instagram the other day. I saw and it had a silhouette of three of uh, three players, and of course you couldn't tell who the players were, but it gave you a rundown of the stats, percentage shooting, uh, points per game, assists, things like that, right? And it said, who would you take of these three, right? Trey, while he didn't have the highest shooting percentage, had the best like three point shooting percentage. Um, I think also had like the best assists, and it so come to find out, it was a comparison of Trey to Ja to Steph. Mm-hmm. And by far, before I even looked to see who the players were, I picked Trey. I'm like, if I had to pick one of these guys yeah. based solely off of numbers to be on my team, that's it right there. Yeah. Now Atlanta falling apart. <laughs> uh, they've got, <laughs> but as I just yeah. said, Trey is the only reason that team is still relevant. Yeah. So anyway, I do. I think I think Jaw's going to win it this year. Should the Grizzlies have uh, even a even a mildly decent second half? Yeah. But I think Trey is worthy of being mentioned in it. I think he should be mentioned. But uh, one one thing to consider for me is just looking back at the 2005-2006 Cavs. They went 50-32, and 32, and LeBron James averaged 31.4 a game and just just blew up. I mean, the year before, he averaged 27. His, then his rookie season, the year before that, he averaged 20. But that season was just massive. And I feel like him not winning MVP that year, I think that was a Nash season, wasn't it? Um yeah, that, yeah, that's not. Yeah, sounds yeah. about right. Oh <laughs> seven was Nash. So oh six might have been Dirk that year. Oh six might have oh, been Dirk. Okay. okay, but but just I I think I don't think Trey Young. I think he's outside the top five just because of the record, not because again, not because of the yeah, numbers. True numbers are there, but just the record. I mean, when have we seen a player on a losing team really, and, not, and like a really really losing team get that kind of consideration? But he's definitely he should be in that conversation. Okay, yeah. so it was Steve Nash, just FYI. Okay. Okay. Oh. Well, <laughs> that was a shot in the dark right there. I was yeah, like, yeah, right. Yeah, that, that, was, that was a pretty man. good one. He that robbed, was a pretty good one. He robbed Kobe and LeBron that year. Okay. Robbed. Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah they, they both could have won MVP that year. I remember looking but at I those hate stats. How people say that and, and Steve that Nash, Nash should not have been an MVP. He should have been All NBA first team, but he should not have been an MVP. I'm a disagree. I think that I think the Suns oh. were a very good team. They were a very they good were. team, but I just don't uh, see him as an MVP. I don't care that people don't that say that he shouldn't have been. That's fine. I mean, obviously, I don't. I don't like it though. People think that like, oh, well, he shouldn't have even been mentioned for MVP. That, no, that's BS. Yes, because he should have been. A lot he should have been mentioned. He's absolutely in those seasons top five, top three candidate for the MVP. However, he the, the other people, Kobe, LeBron, even Shaq, those were guys that should have been considered for the MVP. That's true. No, yeah. higher than him. Yeah, I'll give you that. But I would agree with the Trey Young thing too. Is that their team isn't good enough, yeah. and maybe if their team was a little bit better, he would have a little bit more looks. But you, I, you know that I love that you picked Ja. The main reason why I didn't go with Ja is just because you have to look at you know the whole year to this point. And I mean, he he he's been playing well the whole year, but you know he was hurt. He came back. It kind of took him a little bit to get back. And you know, as much as I want to put him in, you know 
as the MVP, I think he's definitely in the conversation. And I think that if he plays the way that I expect him to play, he definitely could lock it up. It's just like I just decided to go with DeRozan at this point just because, you know, I feel like he has been consistent, you know, a little bit more consistent. He hasn't missed as many games. So uh, that, that that's why I went with him. But, I, you know, I love that you picked Ja. Now. I mean, you talk about the, the injury. Look at the yeah. comeback he's had. Yeah. To me, that oh, just yeah, that exactly. shows you how valuable of a player he really is. To to, to me, it, it's the seeding. Demar Derozan. That's why. That's why I love your pick as well because the, the Bulls are number one. Yeah. And who who had that coming in? So Demar Demar's been fantastic. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. But you you didn't. I'm I'm surprised you didn't choose Ja. I mean, that's a really nuanced good pick. I think he. But wanted, at the same time, like you're wearing a Grizzlies, obvious. you're wearing a Grizzlies shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You no. run G- Grizzlies Twitter, <laughs> and like, I feel I, like you might get stripped of your roles. Honestly, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll put this, I ab- I'll put this no. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. No, I I mean, obviously, I want Ja to win it, MVP, yeah. but I I don't know if he's going to. Okay, but. <laughs> the next one is most improved player, and I am not throwing my fandom to the side. It is Desmond Bain still. I'm still picking Desmond Bain. I picked him at the quarterway mark. I'm picking him again uh, just because he's continued to get better since then. I think when we talked the last time, he was averaging 16 a game, and now he's almost up to 18 a game because, like, on this last stretch, he's been incredible. Uh, You know, in terms of his shooting percentages, he's one of the most efficient three-point shooters in the NBA, and uh, he's shooting 42% from three right now, and it's not like he's barely taking any three-pointers or anything. Like, he's taking, like, five, six three-pointers every game at least, you know, if if not more. So it's it's one of those things where I, I think he's the most improved player. Not only has he improved his shooting he's he's been asked to do more on the team as really like the secondary scoring option which is last year he was coming off the bench and he was basically just a catch and shoot shooter uh he's been really good pushing the ball in transition he's been better off the dribble than he has in previous years so i'm i'm picking desmond bain he he's almost doubled his scoring average it's I don't know. And also going back to the fact that the Grizzlies are better than people were expecting, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is because of Desmond Bain. Because as good like of course it's because of John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and all the other guys too. But Desmond Bain is the guy where you look at the stats, it's like if coming into the season, you know, it wouldn't have surprised many people that uh John Morant was averaging twenty four a game. Yeah. But most pe- but the fact that Desmond Bain is averaging almost 18 a game is not something that most people were expecting. And he is now the second leading scorer on the number three seed in the West. So that it, he, he's my pick, and I'm, I'm sticking with it. I think he's going to win it. I mean, we'll, we'll see. There's definitely some other guys that should get some consideration, but for me, he's number one. I mean, Desmond Bain is a really – it's a really good choice – and and I don't I don't think you can go wrong with with a guy for most improved player because this has been this is one of those things that it's been a tight race as well. A lot of guys are playing a lot better basketball, but for me, to me, the obvious guy um, is is it's got to be it's got to be Miles Bridges. I mean, just his his increase in totals is insane. He went from twelve point seven points per game last year to twenty. 20 this season and we saw flashes from him from his rookie season like we'd see a crazy dunk here or a really good shot there or just a nice you know transition play but what he has done this year is just completely and entirely elevate his game 
And the Hornets have been a lot better for it. They're 24 and 20 right now. They're a real playoff contender right now. And I, I mean, he's just a great one-two punch with LaMelo. I think, uh, I think the Hornets have got a really good young team. And uh, Miles Bridges is just well, a young team anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Miles Bridges is just deserving of a of a of a really nice contract from them. And uh, I mean, most improved player of the year this season. Okay, I mean, I, I really like you guys' picks. Um, and I'm going to be like I said, a little bit more ob- obvious what people may be um, leaning towards. I think Darius Garland, man. Again, I I, I can't I can't state enough how important to me as a, as a voter mm-hmm. where your team is at has has a good reflection on who you are as a player um it, it it's it has a it has a level of importance certainly not that high otherwise i would never consider trey young for mvp but there is something to speak on when when the cleveland cavaliers are much like the miami heat or much like the memphis grizzlies they are higher than we thought they were going to be and as of right now darius garland he is up in his points um he is shooting about two to three more threes per game efficiencies drop eh, a tad bit but just just slightly, but enough that with Sexton out of you know for a while there, I mean, man, just where Cleveland is at, Darius Garland has just been the man for for them, and I I, I can't I can't sing his praise enough about where he has Cleveland right now. It's not just him; they they've had an all around great collective effort, and that's the thing about Cleveland. They're a team. Cleveland is not a star that's like they're not a team uh, a team that's like you know top heavy, right? Has those all stars or just that guy that really sticks out to everybody. They are a great team, and I think Garland helps facilitate all that, to be honest. I like that pick. I, I, I like both of your picks. I think that kind of like M- MVP, MIP is still kind of open as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Miles Bridges is probably like the betting favorite. Well, actually, I think I saw that the betting favorite is John Morant, which is kind of interesting. For most improved? Yeah, wow, for, for you, most improved as well. I, I don't yeah. imagine you can win both MVP and MIP, right? I mean, <laughs> you can. I mean, you I probably guess, could. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, if you improve that much to be the MVP, yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll, we'll Certainly see. you would technically be the most improved, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. So I wouldn't be surprised if he, he gets some uh, love on that too. But I think even Ja has said it should be Desmond Bain instead of yeah. him. So that, that, that that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, kind of like as I know the last two we want to get to are defensive player of the year and coach of the year. Uh, for defensive player of the year, I'm. That one feels know. like a runaway. I mean, that one feels like a runaway. Who who do you think is running away with it? Then? Draymond. They don't have Draymond. A, they don't okay. have a big man. He's been anchoring that whole thing. I mean, like they're they're giving up 101 points per game, um, which is insane in this yeah, NBA, especially since they don't have a big man right now. I mean, he is. I mean, they have, that role. They, they have Looney, but. But but you I mean, know, only, yeah. he's, Looney's only six nine, six ten. Draymond mm-hmm. is six seven, and Draymond yeah. is just carrying on defense. I mean, he to me, I, there's no other pick. There's there are, there are honorable mentions, but there's no other like legit pick. Okay, I I w- I'm, le- I'm I was also leaning towards Draymond. You know, that's just because they've had you know one of the best defenses in the NBA, if not the best defense in the NBA so far this season, and he really is like the engine that makes yeah. that defense run. Uh, Another, I know that Gobert is going to get, you know, looks just because he always is in the conversation. And I also think Giannis, you know, Giannis has won defense player the year before. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some votes for it this year. But yeah, I think I'm going to agree with Draymond on that one. Join us, Chris. (laughs) 
I, I can't stand Draymond, so I will not join you on that. I think he's a fantastic player. I don't like him either, but I just I can't deny yeah. it. I don't That's like him crazy at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not going to put my pride to the side on this one. I'm yeah. not going to go with Draymond, uh, but I will say Gobert. I mean, Gobert as okay. of right now, first defensive boards. He's first in overall oh. rebounds. The Frenchman, right? He's out, he's out there carrying a load for a Utah team who's, yeah. um, you know, been less than spectacular. But they're still up there, man. And yeah. a lar- large part of that is because of what Gobert is able to bring to that team defensively. We talked earlier, offensively, that's going to rely more on Spider. It's going to rely more on Clarkson and some of these other guys. But defensively, who's carrying the load for Utah besides him? Yeah. I, w- I was going to try and make a make a joke in there. Like, you know, he's really he's really earning earning his bread and try to incorporate baguettes in there, you know, because the whole French thing. But I just I decided not to and explain it instead. You decided you know. not to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right yeah, we've gone uh, overboard with the jokes here. Yeah. <laughs> Next, Thanks, we have Coach of the Year. And this is another one where, as a Grizzlies fan, I want Taylor Jenkins to win it. He won Coach of the Month for December. I think he could win Coach of the Month for January, too, even though he has been in the health and safety protocol. So, like, some of the assistant coaches have been coaching even while the Grizzlies have been playing pretty well, too. Yeah. But I think that uh, I, I really want Taylor Jenkins to win. The other guy that I would look at is, of course, Bulls coach Billy Donovan. Billy. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, look at the, where he has the team so far is pretty well. But I'm going to stick with Taylor Jenkins. I think picking Grizzlies people for two out of four, That's I, I, I think that's okay. I, I, I couldn't go three out of four, but I went two out of four. So uh, I, I think Taylor Jenkins and Desmond Bain should definitely have a lot of considerations for these awards. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think they should definitely have considerations. But, again, to me, I just think – it's hard for me to look past Billy Donovan. Oh yeah, that, that, that's why I yeah. mentioned him too. Oh yeah, because I was like, I, I under, yeah, I, I definitely am a hundred percent okay with that pick as well. Yeah, because Taylor Jenkins, like you said, I mean that that Grizzlies team has done some amazing things this season, and um, I was hoping that they could do something like this this year, but I had no idea it was really going to come to fruition, especially this far into it. Um, but with Billy Donovan, I, he's been such an amazing coach in the NBA since he came over from Florida. I mean, he's been a known quantity since day one. He was God-tier level coach at Florida, um, and he's been amazing in the NBA with the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's unfortunate he didn't get more than a season with uh, KD and Russ at the same time, because I think that he would have gotten them a chip for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this is just, he's coach of the year. He's amazing, and uh, the Bulls are very, very fortunate to have a guy that really got them back into that that bulls persona back into that really being a bulls team they're not just wearing the jersey and out there on the court and be like gosh these guys used to be good it's like no they are yeah you guys i mean you guys are throwing out like some of the best but it, i swear bryson keeps he keeps beating me some of so some of the ones i want to throw out there right but i've got one you guys didn't mention um i'm going to say first and foremost i i agree with uh with, with grant there that you know, I think Billy Donovan for sure has to be given the award right now. I just think when you look at the overall collective uh, picture mm-hmm. and just where Chicago's at, what they've gone through with a lot of health and safety protocols recently, sure, that's definitely an honorable mention. I don't think Wes Unseld uh, Jr., uh, despite uh, you know the Wizards' uh, good start, uh, I don't I don't think he's he's in there. But you know, should the Wizards you know still a top four spot or top five? Maybe, maybe. Anyway, I'm going to move on. 
I think right now it, it goes to Billy Donovan. Honor, super honorable mention, though, for me personally, J.B. Bickerstaff. Just, I like that. I mean, yeah. hashtag Cleveland, this is for you. Like I have, I've been giving them so much <laughs> praise, like because they have just they have been the most surprising team to me, and what he's able to do with less. Like I look at Donovan's staff, I mean, yeah, you've got tremendous players, you know, Levine and DeRozan's and whatnot, but I mean, the Cavs though, I just I can't get over how astoundingly great that they have been and what Baker's staff and his staff have been able to do with those players. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a great pick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously. And and and, and JP Bickerstaff used to coach the Grizzlies as well, so I know a lot about him. I, I really like what he's done with the Cavs team. I think uh, Grizzlies Cavs is the people's finals. You know, let's get away from all these superstars. Let's get two young teams in the finals. So I'm I'm wow, voting for that be something. Yeah, I'm I'm voting for Grizzlies Cavs finals, even though I know that Adam Silver would probably hate that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I yeah. think like I'd get some fans, honestly, because I think the Bucks uh, Suns finals was. Uh, I think that got a good uh, good number of people watching because it was just something different than the Warriors. Thank God. I loved it. The Milwaukee Phoenix was so exciting yeah. to watch last year. I'm so glad yeah. that that series was as as exciting as it was. I I wouldn't mind seeing a repeat. Just honestly. Yeah, that would be interesting. A lot of interesting topics to keep talking about going forward. Uh, you know, I don't know if Chris is going to be on as much because Chris is actually going to Spain tomorrow. So thank you for coming on. Yeah. But for Grant, Chris, I'm Bryson Wright. Thank you for listening to the Fast Break Podcast.